Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Two Mets and a Jeff podcast. We're just some middle-aged guys talking sports. Um, Matt Boyer, along with Jeff Boyer and Matt Bannon. And today we're talking sports. We're talking NFL football. And specifically, we want to talk a little bit about the changes that have, that we've seen here over the last years with NFL camps and preseason compared to back in the day. What do we think about it? How's it impacting the game? So who wants to start here? What do you got, guys, on this NFL uh, preseason and camps? Okay. Uh, I guess I'll start here. Um, obviously, we're the, as he as mentioned before, we're middle-aged guys, so therefore we know what it was like uh, when it, you know, with training camps uh, back in the day, and even not even that far back in the day for some of this. Uh, so I'll, I'll just go a couple things. I'm sure everybody, you know, you guys can jump in. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, a main difference, and you know, we you've hopefully listened to us before know that we're Philadelphia fans um and so you know one of the big things they were talking about with our training camp is that they literally would practice for an hour you know uh and whether there's hardly any hitting and uh there's lots of things there so like when you well we'll just start with that one hour of one day compared to two a days probably for three, four hours at a time for each of those practices. So we'll just throw that in there with the amount of time uh, that they're actually practicing on a day um, is such a drastic thing. And, and I, I think that, that that is a huge difference. So, you know, the question, one of the questions would be with any of this is how much does that affect the product, the end product in a good way, in a bad way? You know, uh, you know, uh, this goes along with what you're saying here, Jeff. So I'm going to add this in because one of the things that I think and I dislike is I dislike that the teams do not go away someplace together for camp. And the reasons I dislike that are really from the coach's standpoint. I have never coached in the NFL or anything like that, but I know as a team building, when you get together and go someplace as a team, you're limiting the distractions that are out there. You're you're giving yourself the ability to do the two and three a days together as a group. They don't, even if they're an hour or two hours, whatever they may be, um, I think that goes hand in hand. So I'm going to throw that in. I know that's probably something on our list. Well, I was going to say, I, I don't want to, we're just going by as well. I, I don't know about all the teams. I think like the Steelers, they still went to the truck. Yeah. I know they did because okay. the one thing I saw, but I don't know about how all the other 30 right. teams, if they're not going away, we're just basing this on us. I know some, you know, definitely stay in, but I think some do go. Yeah, I think I'm just going with generalizations right. here is generally speaking, most teams don't go away to camp. Generally speaking, most teams don't do what you said, because not all teams there were. I mean, if you watched Hard Knocks, which well, I no, didn't, no. but heard about, That's you fine. hear the tough nose, more uh, right. heavy hitting camp as compared to some others. So generally speaking, right. camps have less time. Generally speaking, right. I don't think they go away as much. Um, right. So, you know, that that has an impact, I think, on things. Go ahead, Matt. I would just follow up on what you were saying. Like, to me, the no distractions thing is a big thing. Like, you know, I think the Eagles, they're, wasn't their camp camp at the NovaCare complex? I'm sure they're going, right. they're okay. going home to right. their yes. wife and their kids and all those things that, as you know, as parents and husbands, yeah. That they're, you know, and it, sometimes they're necessary distractions as a parent and a husband. But when you're a pro football player, like, you know, you got to go away, do sort of like the dorm room thing where you have a roommate. And that's the only thing. I mean, that's where, to me, 
that's where you bond as a team for that season. You you're going through whatever it is as a as as a team together, and you're forming trust with those teammates. And I don't see if you're doing at the Novacare Complex and you're going home to Betty or Sally and Joe, little Joe and little whatever, that you're not getting that. That you're you're not forming that. You're not you're not coming together. The the one thing I would only say with that, and I totally agree, is that in comparison to many years ago, many of these guys are staying in the area and they are at the, the training complex all year round. Therefore having you know i mean they're they're doing some bonding all year where i think back in the day they went home they went you know if, if you weren't from philly you went back home to wherever and you didn't come back and you didn't get seen well, until and i've been saying that's right? a little part of it and that's true but how many new guys do you get in well, i know i'm just saying that, that weren't on the team you hear about all these guys like the quarterbacks you know having their own little mini camps and then you know, stuff like that well, in February, March, well, whatever. It's fu- funny you bring that yeah. up because one of the things I wrote down that I think there are too many mini camps <laughs> and off-season workouts team-related because when you – how many NFL, especially veterans – I mean, it's one thing like someone who's been in the league for 10, 12 years, but even the guys are in the league for like four or five years and the NFL careers don't last that long. They don't even want to come to camp because literally you had them in – in March or April, then you had them again come back in June, and then by the time it gets to open training camp in July, they've been there, done that. And these are, excuse my language, grown bleep men who should be able to be trusted to do what they need to do on their own. And if Jalen Hurts wants to get with AJ Brown since he got traded, they can do that. But like, I think the NFL, you know, purposefully, I think sometimes wants to be in the spotlight. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 12 months a year. So they purposely have it where you have mini camps and whatever. And that can be a positive. But I think when it comes to training camp, when it gets to the point of July, whatever, and you're coming to training camp, you're like, oh, we just did. We just had a mini camp, but we just had whatever. And blah, blah, blah. So I think that it actually, to me, I think it's a negative when it comes to time for training camp and preseason. That's just well, I think in some ways it has replaced some of those things. It's, it's the, the, right. the mini camp has replaced the two a day, the three a day, the three hour practice. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know that that's a detriment to the team, but it has replaced that. So, like most things in sports now, it is 24 7, 365, where before football took a break. And, and I think in some ways, you know, those guys' bodies do need those breaks. I mean, I don't know how much they're, you know, really getting into right. it at, at, at mini camp, but they're not getting into it very much at regular training camp anymore. Right. Uh, even though you still have the fights well, and some. And stuff I was just saying, and, um, you know, we're older. We're not the oldest people that can go back deep and farther. But you know, some of the things I one of the things I saw was you know like really back in the day, football wasn't that wasn't popular. You know, NFL players actually had to have other jobs. So therefore, you know, they had to do other things because they weren't making the money. Right. And so their camps had to be longer because that's when they had the time to do their football. You know, so not again, that's way talking way different, but it's also part of it. Um, I just think like the mini camps and things like that. I mean, I don't know. You guys remember like, like, you know, you start the season for whatever it is and, and you're practicing for getting and the coaches on like on the whole team and whatever. 
you're going through that together. Mini camp, I don't, I don't see how that atmosphere gets created with a mini camp where uh, everybody come in, possibly voluntary offseason workout. The coaches may get on you a little bit. The strength coach may be yelling at you when you're lifting or whatever, or trying to motivate you. But those those camps where the guys, okay, lined up on one side, on two sides or whatever, and had the guy with get the ball and the guy on the other side of the tackle and whatever, those are. I don't know. To me, those are what create the atmosphere and the energy and the and the bonding and whatever for the for the for the season. And I don't think one hour practices with no contact and crazy helmets. I understand the helmets because of the concussion thing or whatever, but I understand that. But like, I just don't see how the the the, the team gets formed with the way training camp is. Now. Well, I think I think so much of what is goes on now uh, is based on science. And it's based on, you know, best practice when it comes to health of the players. So, you know, we look at those aspects. So the helmets and the, and the non-hitting and all those kinds of things, you know, is it having the desired impact? Like, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Does coming out of camp, are well, less guys injured today than they were well, 10, 15, 20 years ago going into to the regular season? I was going to say, I can, you know, we give a good example of our, our team in Philadelphia their goal for training camp was to come out healthy. Like that was the goal, to come out healthy. Now, you know, that's why they didn't do all these different things. And you know, I don't know when we're posting this, but you know, we had just had our first Eagles game and I thought it was very evident with our defense, you know, that the lack of tackling and various things because they didn't do it. You know, so. <laughs> and that's something I thought about Jeff, but here's the thing that I thought about as well. They're all in the same boat, so it's not like you have. Worse. Yeah, I think we're worse. Yeah, maybe. But you know, if you look at it, it's not like twenty-five teams are doing it the old way, right? We're all in the same boat. So I agree. Like you practice, you should be practicing the way you would in the game. And actually, lots of coaches would tell you that the practice should be way harder. So when you get to the game, it's easier. A lot of guys, you know, a lot of coaches would say that. So like the no hitting. If we never tackle in in camp and in practice, I don't know how we're ready to tackle in a game because you have to practice that. You know, even if you've been doing it for 20 years, you still have to practice that. It's muscle memory. It's all those things, you know, that, that you need. But we're all in it together, right? So we're because so no one's really doing that much of it. So you're right. The tackling in week one across the NFL is sloppy, along with the rest of it is sloppy. The product that comes out on week one is sloppy. It's not as well refined for most teams because of that. So on the one hand, you know, I don't really know that I like some of those things. On the other hand, it's not a detriment necessarily to my team or your team because we're all in it together. We're all doing the similar things. Um, so I don't know. I don't know I'm going to cut a swing in a different way. Just let me okay, yeah, go ahead. So from that injury standpoint, I mean, how many injuries do you see where the guy's in practice and it's non-contact and he did whatever and now he's out for whether he's on the pup for a few weeks or he's he's out for the year or whatever. So I don't I mean, I'd be curious for the statistics as well, Matt, but I don't think that like the Eagles came out healthy yet. But to me, and I wrote that down, like injuries occur whenever you don't know when like. I mean, yes, there might be a little bit more because if you had a bunch of tackling drills and things like that, but I just don't think like injuries are going to happen in football. That's guaranteed. And I don't think that that doing a little more strenuous practices during the training camp in the preseason would 
fat, like you'd have this a ton more injuries on your squad versus someone else's squad. Well, again, I'm going to just take a different direction as well, just because, again, we're only basing this, at least from my knowledge, from what the our Philadelphia Eagles done. I don't know, again, know what the other teams do, but I think one of the downsides to how they practice is that the fans don't get to experience anything. Like, back in the day, I literally would get to go see the Eagles practice. Didn't cost me anything. I could go up, and then at the end of practice, they were literally walking by. You get autographs, you get the, you know, whatever. Now they had what one, one practice the Eagles had at the actual stadium that you paid. Now, granted, went to a um, charity. a charity, but you know, I think the, you know, you're, you're, the fans are not getting any type of close-up interaction with the players. Um, again, again, based on our experience, uh, you're not getting that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, so, you know, from the coach's standpoint, I would, could see how they would like that because it keeps you focused. But on the flip side, if we're just staying at home, we're not bonding together like we talked about earlier with going away. So, you know, I think as a fan, I don't like that aspect of what they do during camp because, you know, as a fan, you want to go and, and, and see what your team's doing and just watch them and support them. And that limiting of that and charging you for that and, and there's so much of this is money related. Everything. Money, yes. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, we didn't talk a whole lot about like the preseason games yet, but we should get into that a little bit. And that's all about money. It's 100% about money because there's no good reason it would seem to me to even have preseason games anymore, except for maybe one, uh, because no one's playing in them. No one that matters is playing in preseason. It's for the, games. It's all the for people trying to make the team. Right. And and but how for, much? Is, how many of those guys actually make the team? And how much? And of for the younger it, players. Yeah. But I was gonna say yeah, the biggest thing yeah, is the money thing because they're charging. You know, pretty much the people who go to the preseason game are the not the regular fans that go to the regular game because everybody's they're paying the same amount, you know, to go to those games, but. Well, what's interesting, and, and it may be an enhancement in some ways, but it just is, you know, is these teams, I don't ever remember back in the day, teams getting together to practice, Definitely. which they do now. Um, and if they're doing that, there's even less need for preseason games because they're getting, and I, I think it's a good thing. Like, when you, if you're always playing against the same def- defenders or the same offense, that doesn't benefit you as much as a player as it does when you bring in, like, another team and you get to be able to do that in a practice scenario where it's not a televised game and people aren't paying to watch it. So I think there's benefit to the team in doing that. Uh, and I like that aspect that they do now in, in you know, in, in camps. Well, I did hear or read somewhere that uh, the teams are sort of they're liking these joint they practices because like they I, I thought I read or heard that they feel like they're getting more out of them than they are preseason games. Well, I was going to say, I heard on the radio this morning that they said if you if you actually broke it down they they said think about the older way they we remember is that you know a, a starter would play a little bit in the first game maybe a half in the third game and then maybe maybe in the third quarter to in the third game but they said if you broke it down the amount of actual reps and things they got with the other team at a at a practice was more than those combined things so but again you know it, it's you know, it is what it is with that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, the the preseason games aren't going away because of the money aspect. I mean, they're all televised, the tickets, all that. I mean, you're talking about billions of dollars in those. Yeah, it's funny they, games. they took away a preseason, but then they add, but because they added another season game, right. so it's it's, it's, you know, it's the same. Well, as we were talking about this, remember you guys have both seen the uh, 
the movie with um the guy of the eagles the invincible invincible yeah. so i remember from back in that movie i think leading up to their first game of the season was i think that was i think it was the first game in that when they played that season i think there were five, i think they had five preseason games that season that's back in the 70s right. or whatever five i mean it went down to four for years and years and years now it's down to three but i think they actually had five which is crazy when you think about it well and you know if they're using them as a preseason game should be, you know, for practice purposes and things like that. I mean, when you look at, if you take a little bit of an analogy here, look at uh, spring training baseball, you know, some of the games that they play against each other, you know, they'll end an inning early or they'll do this or that. They'll, they'll split do, squads. Yeah, split squads. They do a lot of different stuff because, you know, it's not about winning the game. You know, a pitcher's working on some stuff, or you're giving this guy some reps here, or you're making sure this guy, okay, we're going to see how he's going to do it, you know, uh, against live pitching or a shortstop, whatever it is, uh, because they get that. And, you know, it's really, you know, much more about developing and learning and all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm not sure the preseason football is really about that anymore. You know, it, it's about money. It, you know, it's, it, it, that's all that it is, really. Like I said, I don't know how many of those guys that are playing in preseason game actually are making the squad. And how many of those guys, because of something they did in the third quarter of the third preseason game, got them on the team or not? Well, if anything, they got on because some guy got injured in that game and now they got a spot. Well, I was going to say, and it's also... You know, they're also the team is looking at it. If they don't, if they don't have a need for that particular position, they're trying to let somebody else see that person, so that you know a trade or whatever it's going to be. You know, I mean, that's the, I think the other parts. Where they're watching the preseason games to see if they can get someone on their practice right. squad or right. another team. Right. But I, of course, Scott. So another thing I mentioned, you know, was with all this. You know, the early days compared to now was with the training camps and stuff is, you know, all the, you know, the nutrition, you know, we're talking about the science, but it's also like, you know, what they're eating, what they're not eating. Yeah. Uh, those not kind of, eating. Right. And, and especially, and the biggest thing, you know, also as well as hydration, you know, like they know, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to have somebody, you know, you know, you can't get a drink, right. you know. So but like, don't you remember the pickle juice yeah, with the Eagles some years yeah. back? So I had that on my list too, Jeff, for the new science and nutrition. And I think going back to this, I come, keep coming back to it, but when you don't go away to camp, you can't monitor what those dudes are eating. You know, if you really want to look at their health and nutrition, when they're all away at camp, you can really focus on that uh, that aspect of it, which is really important. You know, what are we eating? What what's the right thing to put in our bodies? What's the especially when you got those big linemen that maybe need to get down a little bit, or or some guys that need to add a little weight? You can get your sports science guys in there to really see what they're they're doing more. And I think they do do that, but I think they could do a you know better job with that in some things. But I like the fact that you know for the athlete themselves that we're looking at the science of things, trying to keep people healthy, trying to keep, you know, keep guys less injured. I think those are all good things to protect the player uh, for their overall longevity and all those kinds of things. But I, I don't know that it's it's helped the game, you know, like the week one games, are they really any better than they used to be? Are they worse? You know, they're sloppy. Uh, I don't know that week one games were always that sloppy. Maybe they were. Well, and over the years, I'm not sure the NFL really cares about defense that much. They 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 like the, the you know missed tackles and the and the you know for fantasy especially like they like the points and the whatever. I was saying, I was saying nobody and wants and to it, see a seven three game. Right, and I was gonna say and then it's also part of all the gambling and stuff. Yep. These are gonna get more you know 
exactly more points more this more that well sure. the, the one other aspect that comes up with with camp and preseason that happens every every year and this is a part of you know the whole machine is the marketing of things so you know the one example that stands out this year to me uh is you know aaron Rodgers showing up looking like cameron poe from from con air Oh, you didn't see that? He's walked into camp. He's got the jeans and the and the white beater T-shirt on and the long hair. Looked just like Nicolas Cage. Um, And they played that clip a bunch of times, uh, you know, and they continued to play. And that's just one example of things that come up there because it is a media frenzy at the at these things now. You ever and and, you know, in today's world, everyone's got a video camera and a camera right in their pocket. So all these things. So you know that stuff shows up a lot more and 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 you know makes it fun and exciting that didn't used to be that way uh, i think a lot of the players back in the day probably would have been just as happy to walk past some guys sign a few autographs but not take any pictures and get back into to get into their treatment or whatever they needed to do that's all okay. all right so i think that that covers it you know i'm we're interested to know what you think uh about the NFL camp and preseason. Uh, those are all our thoughts. Let us know if you agree with us, disagree with us, hate what we had to say, love what we had to say. You've been listening to the Two Mats and a Jeff podcast. We will see you next time.